Welcome to Uneducated Guest. I'm your host tonight. I'm at Presby Bard. With me tonight as a guest is at Gearhardest B. Say hello. Hello, hello. It's good to be a guest. I've got another special guest tonight. Uh, he's been on the show before, recurring guest at this point, at Bourbon Ghost. I refuse this title. <laughs> what? I don't like this premise. You, what premise? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just hey guys. hoping it'll sort of slowly morph into <laughs> not being a joke anymore. This is how hostile takeovers happen. Slowly, then all at once. That's true. Yeah, so that's what I'm going for. I I, I think we can it's say we're back. It's a nonviolent transfer of power, actually. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying nonviolent. Yeah. If we, it's kind of like the <laughs> inevitable self segregation of our country. You know, I'm hoping for it mm-hmm. to be peaceful, but you know, if I if it has to get violent, I guess we can. <laughs> in the transfer of power, I think we can say we're back. It's two weeks mm-hmm. in a row. We're back, guys. We're back. This does feel back compared yeah, to it feels back. the way it was. We have a rhythm. Yeah. We're we're not just we didn't just randomly do a one off episode and then disappear again for a month. We're back two weeks in a row. And I had somebody message me within a day asking for the name of the Griffey documentary. So there are there People are still are listeners. listening. Yeah. Speaking of, I have uh, watched two episodes of that. Okay. Two How episodes you feel? of that. I love it so yeah. far. Yeah, I love it so far. I haven't I haven't I gotten haven't to four it. yet. So I, 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 I still I have to I do have to push back on the it's might be better than the Jordan Doc. I'm not saying it's not. I, I wasn't like just as in love. I mean, the Jordan Doc was good. Yeah. My main problem with this documentary, and I'm sure there's some issues because it's low budget. Yeah. There's just like no baseball clips. Yeah. There's not. There's not a lot. No. Yeah. And it's like they're describing these things that are happening, and they should be showing. Yeah. It happening. <laughs> I, I, I do agree with that. I, the I think the thing that I found most fascinating. I think it really is more of a Mariners documentary than just a Griffey. Yeah, the, definitely. The, the middle two episodes are just straight Griffey almost. Uh, but I love the weirdness that gets you to the main part of the story, which is Griffey. Yeah, I mean, it's a very interesting story. Very odd things yeah. that happen throughout their history. But, uh, you know, I just the, need more baseball clips. The end of the first episode, I always knew Griffey had a hatred for the Yankees. I never knew how it started. I know. That was, that that was, was cool. interesting. Um, and then I love. The the first, the second episode ends with the uh, postseason, right? Yeah, yeah, against the Yankees. The third episode is like probably ago. my favorite. Okay, it's it's like full. It's it, the entire episode is that postseason series between the uh, Yankees. And I may Rangers. not even be a full two episodes. I may have stopped. Okay. I may because because my my oldest son started watching it with me hmm. at the beginning, just randomly. Yeah, I mean, I just started it and then he came in and watched it, and then he had to go like take a shower. And I was starting the other one, and he asked me to wait. So I'm gotcha. like, okay, yeah. I can do that. Yeah, that's nice. Cool. That's a good sign. Yeah, and so I was like, all right, fine. And so I waited, and then he had to go to bed. So it's going to take me longer because I'm yeah. doing it with him. I'm not just going to go watch it on my own. But The line where uh, he hits the outfield wall where he says, King Griffey Jr. doesn't have to do what he's about to do. It's an early May game in a long season, but King Griffey Jr. can only be great. That line got me. <laughs> that sold it for me. King Griffey Jr. can mm-hmm. only be great. Yeah, it's uh, he was so cool. Yeah, he was just so cool. He was just the the epitome of when when sports were cool. Backwards hat, guest appearances on Fresh Prince. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I mean he was just he he was way cooler than MJ. Even though MJ was cool, yeah. but he was just like that continuation of this. Yeah. It's just a great era. Yeah. Of. Yeah. Anyway, so but it's it's good though. I like it, and I've always the Mariners have always had a they've yeah. always been my second team. Yeah. So I like it, and they have always been um, a bit of a struggle. 
at times. But they've had some really fun, great players, you know, like Griffey, Ichiro, Randy Johnson, like these odd characters. Mm. Um, Edgar Martinez. Yeah. Man. Yeah. J.B. Powerhouse list of names. And the, the, the yeah. part where it talks about J.B. uh what's it called? Where he makes himself vomit. Yeah, I can't remember, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Bulimia. Blurping? No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. I did not like that part. That's the that's probably one part I really did not like. Well, I don't even like that word that you just said. There's so many other weird things that happen. I don't know if they if they're gonna be in it, but like when uh, Jay Beaner was in the outfield at one point and a ball hit a bird on the way out of the stadium, and then the pitcher that was on the mound like three years later, I don't know if he was with the Mariners then, but Randy Johnson hit a bird. With yeah, no, he was uh, he was with the Diamondbacks okay. then, but yeah, <laughs> just weird stuff. But still, yeah. crazy that he hit a bird with a pitch. A poor bird. Yeah. You I ever mean, seen that clip? Exploded. Yeah, no, uh, I haven't seen it. I, oh, I it's to, one of my I favorite sports clips ever. Yeah, it's it unbelievable. is unbelievable. That bird just exploded. I, I, I bet it's as he like it's it's in a pitch and the bird just flies in between. <laughs> Like before he no. the pitch gets yes. to the batter. I thought you meant he was like throwing it like no he was okay. pitching to like a batter in the fastball. middle of a spring training game. Throws a pitch and a bird flies in the middle like on the way there. How often do you ever see a bird fly between a pitcher and a batter? Never that low. How, yeah. So the one time it happens, it's on film and it's with Randy Johnson and it's with him throwing a fastball and it's with him hitting the bird. He Unbelievable. Actually hits the bird. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, squares it up. Just, definitely killed the bird, right? Oh, there's oh, yeah. nothing left. Yeah. It's yeah. just feathers. Absolutely. <laughs> just destroyed it. Absolutely it. demolished it. It was, like I said, I mean, he he squared it up. Nothing, like the, yeah. the ball almost went straight to yeah. the ground. I don't like even think you see, like, solid. bird innards. There's no, there's no corpse. It's just feathers. It's unbelievable. Just blunt force trauma yeah. on that bird. I have to watch this. Yeah, you got to yeah, you gotta find that clip. That's a, it's an all-time great clip for sure. Yeah, I just uh, always always like the Mariners. Wish they could have stayed yeah. together and not not broken up. But the only black mark on their record is having a Rod. Yeah, agree. But he was he young a Rod. He's a lot better when he was yeah, there. He yeah, he was young a Rod. He was not obnoxious a Rod yeah. yet. But a Rod would soon become one of the most obnoxious people on the whole planet. Yeah, man, that was I, I've watched and I've enjoyed baseball since then, but never like I did. When I was 12, 13, 14. Yeah. With those, with those Mariner teams. Yeah, no doubt. Mm. I liked Mark McGuire as a kid. <laughs> Mark M- McGuire. M- McGuire. Yeah, McGuire. Just like how enunciated that was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised my, you even know what that, that is. Name. You're yeah. so young. Yeah, that, that was my guy as far as collecting cards. I was always trying to find. I hated Mark McGuire. We did? Yeah. Why? I just I was a Sammy Sosa guy in oh, their okay. race to yeah. seventy. I didn't yeah, like yeah, McGuire yeah. as much. Okay. Yeah. And, and I think as I've gotten older too, like McGuire tried to hide from what he did for a while, tried to yeah. escape in the shadows, and Sosa was just like, "I'm weird. I don't care." Yeah. Like he had a court bat. He was like, "Yeah, I, had yeah, a court I have bat no at opinion point. about him now." It's just, just. Yeah, I did end up hating Sosa though. Yeah. Especially when he got like uh, weird. He went through his Michael Jackson phase. Yeah, even his cork bat thing. He was like, I don't know. It was a, I think it was a, uh, it was a batting practice bat. Is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. He was uh-huh. like, it was a batting practice bat, and it just accidentally got mixed in there. Yeah, you know, it was a, gotcha. Okay, I don't remember who said it, but there was uh, the comment was made that if Griffey was ever caught as a steroid user, that that would have crushed the sport harder than anybody else who ever played. 
No doubt. And he ended up being like the one guy who was clean. Well, Mr. Clean. That we know of. That we know of. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we don't have any evidence that he did. He got injured a lot. Yeah. And steroids supposedly brought you back from injury pretty quickly. So unfortunately, I know he got injured a lot. I get it. He should have never left Seattle. Yeah. He still hit like 650 home runs, which is pretty insane. He was easily 800 if he'd been healthy. Man. It's crazy that he's, at the same time, one of the greats of all time and one of the biggest what-ifs of all time. I know. No championships. Usually, yeah. you don't do that. You yeah. know, Usually, you're one or the other. Yeah, that's true. But i tell you what else is kind of sad, that baseball has the best player of all time playing right now, and nobody even cares or knows about it. Yeah. I, would, I want to ask you, who do yeah, you think we're watching, talking about? I haven't been watching baseball. If you had to name... I bet. I mean, who he's talking you know, about? You think like who's the best player? I mean, who's the most famous player in the NBA right now? I mean, you don't watch uh, the NBA. I mean, I would assume uh, LeBron James. Yeah, right. Like, so if you if it's like this generation's greatest player, even if you don't pay attention, they're usually a big enough celebrity. Yeah. yeah. Like this generation's best quarterback is yeah. who? This generation. Yeah. Well, still playing. Yeah, still playing. I have no idea. Don't overthink don't. it. What? Just he went, he went full laser eyes this week. I haven't. I oh, did he? Know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no who, I, I mean, I don't know. Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah he changed that, his, he that changed sort his of Twitter flopped, profile. That completely flopped. Yeah. <laughs> I knew, though. <laughs> I'm just saying, you don't have to yeah. pay attention yeah. to know, but anyway. I wouldn't have said Tom Brady just because I don't, for some reason, I, lo- I like Tom Brady, but there's a bunch of people in my life that hate Tom Brady. Yeah. But I mean, he's won like eight down. Super Bowls. So. Yeah. I'm just saying that. My point is, <laughs> yeah, which did not get driven that. home, unfortunately. You should have asked me. Yeah. Well, but you you are a sports guy, so the point was supposed That's to fair. be, That's okay, fair. even if you're not a sports guy, you always know who the most famous player is yeah. in that. But anyway, the point is is that you should, if you'd sports said Tom ball. Brady and LeBron, we would have we would have been rolling. But uh, You anyway. could name 10 baseball players, and you're not going to get to this one. Yeah. Okay. This guy's like he's is Mike Trout is the best player. No, and he's probably yeah. the best player of all time. Yeah. Do you very, even know who very he plays for? Yeah. And like he like he's there's like all these stories that he he can just like go out and live a normal life and nobody knows who he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which he's got it made. That's that's the way you want to be like For sure. I mean, he's got a 350 million dollar contract or whatever yeah. and he's all Really cool name. By yeah. The way. <laughs> all, you know, all guaranteed money and nobody knows who he is. Yeah. Just goes out. Who's he's a very generic-looking white uh, guy. Who's the Angels? Put? Angels. Yeah, Angels have also had this weird the thing California with, uh, Angels, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Tim Salmon, Mike Trout. I've had some fish guys <laughs> over the years. <laughs> fish guys. Yeah, he just looks like a generic white guy. You don't. I mean, played for the Yankees. You know who he was. They do have the worst. I need to name watch more time. baseball. They Baseball's do. kind of hard for me to like keep up with the with the series, but the series yeah. is. Well, it's because they've tried to switch it up. California, L.A., Anaheim. Well, just the name now, though, yeah. Los Angeles Angels of okay. Anaheim. Yeah. I know. Is the dumbest name ever. Ever. Just pick one. Pick Anaheim. Pick Los Angeles. Pick California. I'm good with whatever. Yeah. But not Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Yeah. That's pretty stupid. Nobody puts their mascot before the city name. Yeah. You know, this is not English soccer. I did think they had the cool logo when they had the halo around the A. Yeah, they that had a good cool. logo yeah. back then. Yeah. Yeah. You're a Cubs guy, right? Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched them as much the last year or two because I've just kind of gotten out of Who's sports. Who's your second team? In baseball? Yeah. 
I guess it would probably still be the Mariners. Okay. Just I don't I don't keep up with them, but uh, you know, as a kid, they were my favorite. So I feel like I still, if if they were in the World Series, I'd probably watch. Yeah. Maybe a couple games. Who's your third team? I don't know if I have one. Yeah. Mine's the A's. I always like the A's. Yeah. I like them because they're kind of like, or at least they were for a while, overachievers. Yeah, great colors. Yeah, great colors. Great logo. Yeah. Everything about mm-hmm. I used to like the Braves, and as a kid. Uh, That's my first team. By during the, the same era of Griffey, I loved Dave Justice, and my dad was a huge Braves mm-hmm. fan. Well, you can't like the Braves then. Yeah. Well, he, he stopped uh, watching during the strike, and I, I vowed to stop watching when they traded Dave Justice. I vowed to hate them forever after they traded Dave Justice. Yeah. So. That's that was it. It's an understandable position to hold. You're not the only one. It was that weird. Holds that position. How do you trade the World Series MVP? There's a lot of stuff going on mm. at that time. And the guy they traded for him went back to the Indians the next year. Yeah. Kenny Lofton. Yeah, he was Just a total brutal. waste. Awful. He's a bad seed in the locker room. Ugh. They always used to say that was always big stories back then. You know. Yeah. Well, he's not a good, not a good presence in the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, you get some guys like which, which to be fair. Of all the sports where it matters, it is baseball because the season's so long and grueling that yeah. you know you actually do have to have a good yeah. group of dudes that get along because you do have to spend an insane amount of time together. Well, you know, maybe that's one of the reasons I like that documentary too about the Mariners is because it reminded me we used to get those stories. We used to get the stories of people who would do random pranks to their managers in the hotels. We used to get these random stories of like the guy who was a stand-up comedian on the side. I don't know what any of the baseball players today do. No. We we used to get the stories of uh, I don't know who it was in the Mariners, but somebody lost a bet at one point and they owed Lou Pinella a steak dinner and they just brought a cow to the <laughs> kingdom to his office. Like you don't get those stories anymore. Yeah. We don't know anything about these guys. Yeah. Like the the personalities used to kind of matter and be fun. I don't know anything anymore. Yeah, it's all sports. It's all professional. It's all yeah. It's too much money. Like we've talked about. Yeah, it's just too much money. So. Speaking of too much money, there's not much of it out there anymore. There's not. <laughs> How's that for a segue? <laughs> there's a lot not going much on in the world. There's not much uh, valuable money, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess there's there's. I guess we should say there is too much money. There is too much out there. Yeah, <laughs> that is the problem. Actually, there's too much money out there. Uh, inflation's going up sky high. It's not good. It's not a good situation out there. Every passing day feels like a a. a heavier weight well it's not it's not rocket science you know as to why something like this can happen whenever you i mean you can't you can't shut the world down for six months and expect there to be no yeah. repercussions and then you pair you, you you pair the fact that okay first of all you just shut stuff down all right well now you're trying to ramp up production but while you're doing that you can't find people to work because of all the incentives to not work so yeah. they're paying people to stay home and then the moratorium on having to prove that you're looking for work for unemployment. So people aren't having to even try to look for work to keep their unemployment coming in and they're getting stimulus checks. And you take that and you pair it with the idea that, um, I think I saw, we, we may have mentioned this before that I think it's like 40% of the dollars that are in circulation now yeah. have been printed in the last year. Yeah. So, okay. So that's not good, Insane. but you put that with the fact that, you know, now there's all this money out in the supply that is going to cause price inflation anyway. But now, not only are you going to have natural price inflation of, of consumer goods, but you're also going to have a lack of goods because yeah. of all the issues you're going to have in, in shortages and production shortage, as well as in supply and in shipping and all that kind of stuff. 
uh, and you have a moratorium on evictions to go with it. So there's literally no market incentives for people to to sort of get back to doing things normally at all. And yeah. also, you know, this is the problem with, uh, you know, a global economy. Yeah. I mean, we got cheaper toys. Your heart is, if you yeah. were, if you were 18 and the option was I can go flip burgers at Burger King mm-hmm. or I can stay at home, yeah. smoke weed and play Xbox yeah. for $800 a week. I mean, that's going to be, that's where we're headed. I'm telling you, um, UBI's coming. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean it's. I mean that's essentially what we've what we've done. I mean, yeah. And uh, I, I, if you've ever met met any of these people that are on on in, unemployment right now, that it won't get jobs, it's really frustrating. Just lazy. Well, it's not just that. It's it's to me at least. It's not just yeah. it's not just lazy. It's. I mean, why why would you? I mean, yeah. if you're in a dead end job, it doesn't really mean anything to you, and you're being paid not to go. True. That's, that's what I mean. Like, like most people are going to stay home as an 18 well, year old. But a lot of these people will 19, also add on the, the COVID precautions and stuff like that. Cause they want to protect their yeah. unemployment benefits. It's, yeah. It's really disgusting. Then we've seen wake up people wake up. There it is. So we've seen, um, you know, and then, Supposedly, you know, it's hard to find out. It's hard to find straight straight answers or straight uh, data from things coming out of China. But you know, supposedly China has a lot of issues going on as well. They had uh, allegedly they had some some issues with their pork. They had a bad swine flu this year that killed a lot of their pork. Mm-hmm. They've had massive flooding in a lot of their farming regions that have caused a lot of shortages of of corn and things like that. So mm-hmm. they got some they got some shortages there, and. Uh, and then again, you take all of the global stuff so that, so now they, you know, usually when that happens, it's not a big deal. They just buy it from other people like us and stuff when, when things like this happen, but you know, nobody can really afford to do that. And so the prices are going to go up or you can step up the gray zone tactics, which is going to be what's going on. And you have things like the ship getting stuck in the canal, you know, did I mention this last week? I don't think we talked about it. You know, you get that everybody knows about that story. I mean, you know, these ships... They don't get stuck in the canal like no. that. Everybody was like, oh, it was a wind gust. You know, the, the ships are five and a half football fields long. Yeah. Wind does not blow them. <laughs> and they're we, literally 550. They're like 500 wind, wind yards. Wind has existed forever. Yeah. This I has mean, never happened. And nobody does it. And, yeah. you know, this is not, that, that's not how that stuff happens. And the plan, if it does happen, is not to put one crane out there digging a tiny hole. Yeah. That can't be right. Yeah. That can't be. This isn't how the world handles a, a supply problem like this. The world's billionaires collectively get together and say, we're going to get one crane. And we're going to dig a very small hole in front of the ship, and it's going to work. Every week, there's some random, like, uh, oil vessel off, off in the Pacific that gets blown up that nobody can figure out what happened. Why did it explode? Something exploded. Some other shipping vessel explodes. or Like, there's stuff going on yeah. all the time right now. What do you, I mean, what what is it? China. 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 China's stepping up the tactic. You're, it's basically a war. I mean, there's a war going on, and it's going to get worse as the... Anytime, you know, you have an actual, um, like, fight over resources, mm-hmm. which is what we're doing. I mean, that's where we're going to, what it's going to come to, what it's already coming to. That's whenever, whenever people start to get desperate, they start to do, you know, things that can cause war. Mm. And that's what they're doing. So that's, that's what, well, like, that's, that's what not a great being reported zone on. Be. No. Can't be reported on. 
Makes you feel real good inside. And all the stuff with yeah. Israel and Palestine is going on as well. But the bridge in the Mississippi broke yeah. today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just like of course it did. You know, the pipeline, the, yeah. the, the guys, the gas pipeline. You know, gets cyber attacked or whatever. It's shut down for like Man, a week. What a bunch of coincidences! Yeah, it's crazy. So, wow, hard to know. Some people I've heard that there was a podcast a while back that was advising people to buy food supply. Yeah. And keep it, and then whenever oh you know after we didn't have any shortages, everybody was. Some of the people were getting made fun of, they even were. by our own circle of people. <laughs> I mean, whoever's their circle, whoever <laughs> we're talking about, even by their own circles, like oh now I got to eat all this rice. When then the next, it's like no, it was for thirty years. Okay, it was not. Yeah, it wasn't it like was, oh wasn't in the next for... two months we're gonna run out of everything. People, it's not what I meant. <laughs> Just meant you need to be prepared. Because I guarantee you that same rice and beans is going to cost you more right now if you try to stock up. Yep. So somebody was right. Mm-hmm. And why not buy a forty dollar bag of rice? Like, what's the what's the downside there? It lasts thirty years if it you take thirty care years. Of it. Yeah. Speaking of, I need to get one of those containers. I mean, I know somebody who needs to get one of those containers. Yeah. Just to kind of protect it. Yeah. Mm. I've heard it's that's a smart thing to do. So I remember what I was going to talk about. Go ahead. The MIT study. Tell me, remind me of what that is. Uh, where they tried to infiltrate COVID skeptic communities on Facebook and online. <laughs> Did you ever read that thread? No. Oh, man, that was a great thread. I know, I, I didn't read oh, it. Oh, man. So MIT, a bunch of researchers decided they were going to infiltrate Facebook, Reddit groups, all these random sort of skeptical groups of mm-hmm. COVID back you know, six, seven months ago. And the results that they found were that oh, I did read this. They are more pro science than actual scientists. I was really surprised that they reported this. I was too. Yeah, everything about it essentially was saying that all of these people were following the actual scientific process. That they viewed science as a process and not a uh, I don't remember what the word they use for, but institution. Institution. Oh, okay. Um, that. They were very helpful to anybody else joining the community. They wanted to see if they could replicate data. They kept doing it. They kept pushing for other people to, to research it too. Um, and that everything led to uh, them concluding that they were more scientific than the actual wow. CDC and the people who were reporting this on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. That the skeptics actually were. Who, who reported this? MIT. Wow. Unbelievable. Did you see where Rand Paul caught Fauci lying again? Yeah. Or he legitimately caught him this time. Yeah. Then he tried to get out of it with some wordplay, but <laughs> he he legitimately caught him lying. And he was like, we do not do any gain of function. We don't do any gain of function research. I can't even do his thing, but it's this whiny, yeah, just horrible, oh. like New Jersey Jew accent <laughs> yeah. that is so, and I don't mean that derogatory other than it, that's just exactly what yeah. he sounds like. Like just yeah. this... Brooklyn, or I don't know where he's from, but he I sounds, no you know, very New England, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sounds like he sounds like uh, Kyle's dad off South Park. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So, but of course, they do do gain of function research, and they did uh, collaborate with the Wuhan lab in China, mm-hmm. China, and. Uh, they did share gain-of-function research data with the Wuhan lab, even though he was like, we don't do anything with them. You know, we've never... It's like, yeah, you do. You do. 
I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, I don't mean for this to come off as a, as a black pill, like I'm black pilled, but there's, there's an increasing, uh, part of my brain that just feels like, I don't even know why people bother to fight over these things that are like, like that isn't changing people's minds anymore. What's that? Like the truth about Fauci or the truth about. No, no, we don't want to change people's minds. We want to do exactly what has happened to Fauci. What do you mean? What's happened to Fauci? What's happened to Fauci's opinion? Delegitimized. Yeah. It's not. not, In whose eyes though? Everybody I'm around. Yeah, but I feel like they already were. No. I'm talking about. And you can't think of people that used to trust the government in the, in the last year. I mean, that may be true. Delegitim- I, or de- view, view Fauci as an idiot. Yeah, but but I still know a lot of people who are on the left who they don't care what he says. Of course, They're on gonna, the left. Yeah, but not, I mean, people in my area, like daily life. Well, people on the left is yeah, different. Yeah. People, well, that's that, I guess that's what I meant. Like I Like, we've already reached that point, and I feel like it's just diminishing returns at this point. What do you mean? Like I don't feel like there's anybody else out there. I think you worry changed. more about bringing people over from the left than I do. Not even from they're the left. They're not going to make uh, it. Not even, not even from the left. It's just like they're not going to make it. Um. Yeah, they're definitely not. I, and I'm happy to see them go. Yeah, it's not even that. It's. I guess I, I feel like I'm ready for whatever the next step is. I'm. I feel like I feel like I'm just kind of waiting on the next shoe to drop. And I keep thinking it's around the corner, and it's not around the corner yet. And I'm just, what do you mean? Like whatever happens next, I'm I'm just ready for the whatever happens next. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Some of the like the next big event, like whatever. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I feel like we're the 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 world is ready to explode, and it's just still just waiting to explode instead of actually like the <laughs> hitting the fan. Yeah, I mean, um. I feel like, you know, being put in your house for six months is kind of the shit in the fan. Yeah, but <laughs> we're not doing anything about it. What do you mean we're not doing anything about it? I mean, like all the stuff we just talked about. The inflation is still going up. The CPI is going up. Everything is still getting worse. And I'm like, I guess I just mean like whatever is the next step in this process. I mean, things are going to get worse. That's before what they get better, and I'm ready. I'm ready for. But they're going to get better, even if things get worse. I'm ready for it to just go ahead and happen. Go ahead and happen. Well, I mean, that's just not how things happen. <laughs> they don't just happen. They happen slowly, and then they happen all at I once. I know. I'm ready for it to happen all at once. Yeah. I'm ready for that all at once thing to that's get twice here. I've said that today. I'm not sure it's really fit either time, but I've said it anyway. It's very I'm cliche. Ready for I don't that. like using cliches <laughs> like that. I'm ready for it to for it to be here. I don't know what to do for you in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I don't know. I don't know what else needs to come for you to feel like it's here because there's been a there's a lot there's a lot that's here. You know, what I mean, uh, like we said, the I mean, we just named all the stuff that, that's going on, um, whether that's you know inflation or whether that's the stuff going on uh, with China or you know the. Well, I guess it feels like it's still building. It doesn't feel like it's gone full blown explosion. I, yeah, I don't, what would constitute a full-blown explosion to you? Because like I said, I feel like what happened over the last year is as close to a full-blown explosion as we're going to get other than like, I don't know if you have like um, Mad Max in your head or what, but. Well, I don't know. Maybe the, like the Capitol riots that sort of felt like. Don't ever call them that again. <laughs> well, that's just what people know them as. I know. But it feels like.
I guess is what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm not really anticipating anything like that. I'm pretty much anticipating everything to just pretty much like really slowly yep, stay. everybody just not really do anything about it and that kind of being the win that like I was saying that just it's not like I'm expecting O'Fauci to be uh, like taken to the guillotine or to lose even ever lose his job yeah he'll keep his job they'll keep the institution the country's going to continue to run the question is going to be whether it's viewed as legitimate or not whether the people even care you know what I mean like what what kind of things go just sort of fade into being irrelevant because they're going to stay around you know it's going to be i don't know what the, i'm trying to think of what a good example would be of something that is that is still around but that nobody views as as useful or legitimate anymore but you know i just think i think that's just kind of the way it's going to go i think it's going to be pretty slow and and you know like fauci is a good example like nobody's going to you're right. I mean, nobody is swayed anymore by saying, oh, look, don't you see that this guy's a liar? You know, and everybody go, oh, he is a liar. Now I don't believe him anymore. I agree with you. I mean, we, and we've talked about that. Like, that stuff, that's not how you talk to people. You don't argue with them. You just say, oh, that dude's a liar. I can't, yeah, I don't believe anything he says. And like, what? You don't believe anything that the head of the, you know, the yeah. nation's... The World Health Organization? Yeah, you don't believe what he says, and it's like there's an increasing amount of people that just will agree with that statement. Yeah, I don't believe anything mm-hmm. he says. You know, you do it real nonchalantly, yeah. you know, but I mean, that's just me. Well, maybe it's just, maybe, maybe it does happen slowly and then all at once. And it's just, maybe that's the part that is frustrating is, you know, if you told somebody five years ago that we'd all be locked in our homes and, uh, you know, all the fast food places would be serving fake burgers <laughs> and, you know, there's not real meat anymore. And, uh, increasingly everybody's talking about eating bugs and, you know what I mean? Like everybody would call you a conspiracy theorist and then it happens and it just seems like this is normal. This is normal everyday life. Now this isn't weird at all, even though it's extremely absurd. Yeah. I haven't heard the eating bugs thing, but that's, that's, that's been going on for a while. I mean, especially with like the NSA and stuff, if you were to, if you were to say that, you know, in 1990, anything that the NSA is doing now, oh, what if the government did oh, this? Yeah. You'd be called a crack, you yeah, know, you crackpot. Sure. And now it's like everybody yeah. goes, well, yeah, I know they're kind of, you know, I don't have anything well, to hide. Well, that's why I've stopped even prefacing <laughs> yeah, yeah. statements don't with like, I don't, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but like, I just don't even care anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to say it. That's you, exactly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, it'll be, I, I mean, I, I do think, you know that's that's the thing about the whole. I know you said I don't want this to sound black pill. That's the whole. That that's the thing I want to be clear about on the whole black pill, white pill thing. I do think things will get worse before they get better. I just mm-hmm. think things are going to be better in the long run. You know, we're just in a very narrow period of history, mm-hmm. and you have to be longer term vision than that yeah. to to be white pilled or to or to agree with that. Because and in general, we need to be longer term visioned. You know, yeah, white pilled uh, in general. Yeah, it's the reason that you know. Anyway, that that's sort of the way I look at it because things are again. We've talked about this way back in the day uh, when we first started this podcast. We were talking about this topic, but you know, these things are not. It's not like these things that we're upset about or that are worrying are existing more than they ever have. It's just we didn't know about them, you know. Yeah. So Epstein was doing his thing in the nineties. We just didn't know about it. Yeah. Just because we know doesn't mean the world's going to shit. Yeah. Sorry. 
making you have to bleep. I said earlier. <laughs> well, yeah, mine was <laughs> arguably worse. Uh, so just because that's happening doesn't mean it's all going bad. Yeah. Right. It just means we know about it now. Yeah. It was already going bad, and it's better that we know. In in one way of looking at it now, some people would rather be ignorant, you know, blissfully ignorant, and you know maybe there's something to that point. But you know, in my opinion, it's still better that we know what's going on than what than not know. It doesn't mean that anything different's going on, but it does. It does certainly affect the way we feel about what's going on. Yeah, because we used to feel better. Yeah, it's like the difference between being a kid and an adult. Yeah, you know, yeah, the things you know when you're a kid. Uh, are doesn't mean those things don't exist. It's just you didn't know anything about them. You didn't know what you should be worried about. So, yeah, anyway, short it just term, feels heavier, I guess, than like the past. Yeah, than as a kid, than ten years ago. Well, yeah, we, we were kids. That's what I mean. Yeah. It just, <laughs> it just, you know, we're going over Ecclesiastes, and it's just you know, wisdom is vanity too. Yeah, but no, 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 no. We got to. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I get what you're saying. I, I do. I get what you're saying. But uh, it's it, Proverbs and Ecclesiastes are beside each other, and they're beside each other for a reason. One of them is telling you that if you do the right things, you'll be you'll be upheld as righteous, and you'll be rewarded. And the other one is telling you even if you do the right things, you don't really have any control of it. And that is that is the Christianity. That's it. Both of those together. Yeah. It's not separate. They're both together. And the key is is that of Ecclesiastes, especially, which is why I've enjoyed going through it so so much, is <coughs> that's why I don't really like the translation vanity, mm-hmm. is because it makes it sound like it's like it's completely useless. And what it needs to really be is it's quick, and it goes away. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And like vapor, like a vapor. would yeah. be better, yeah, yeah. and that's really the tet- that's really the mm-hmm. better way to translate it. Vanity makes it sound like a bad thing, you know, yeah. like being vain. Yeah. Is, you know, for sure. No, no, no. Wisdom's not vain, and and these kind of life is not va- vain and vanity yeah. necessarily. It's a vapor, though. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it is going to go away. It's a breath, and you don't have much control over it. Um, but at the same time, you do have control over it, <laughs> and that's really what sanctification is. You know, is that you you have control and also you don't. At the same yeah, time, you know, yeah, <laughs> and it's great. Yeah. Like that's that's the beauty mm-hmm. of it, and I've enjoyed it because I think that that the fact that you don't have control of it is what we're supposed to go through. Like that that uncertainty. You know, the I, I taught Sunday school and I kind of touched on that. That like that really is the point of, of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Saban would love Ecclesiastes. Because it's about the process. Yeah, it's not about the results. That's true. That's true. You know, and that's what the that's what the, that's really the theme of of Ecclesiastes. Yeah. To put it real secularly, yeah. <laughs> to put it as a Gump would say, Ecclesiastes <laughs> is about the process, not the results. <laughs> so I anyway. like that. All right, you guys want to talk about our song of the week? Sure. Your <laughs> artist seems like he's about to not be with us tonight. Yeah. <laughs> About to fall asleep setting up. I had a session meeting today. Just a bunch of stuff. Not bad, just tiring. You're If you're able to be here during one of your sessions, like you had a session meeting and you're still here at the time we're recording, I don't want to hear it because mine are not over till like midnight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, totally different vibe. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our song of the week. Yeah. Hey, so psych, we're not going to do a... 
song of the week. <laughs> We're gonna skip that. It's been vetoed by Gear Hardest. He mm-hmm. he helped us veto it. I don't I don't think that's the thing. I don't think you can help somebody veto something, but uh we decided we're going to hold off uh, on this song until next week and maybe do uh, do it in a more full way. And so we're just going to go to our topic of the week mm-hmm. this week. I should have just done a small segment, and then we could have said, all right, now I'm time for our topic of the week. Uh, but our topic of the week, I brought a couple guests in with me today to talk, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to talk about um, General Assembly mm-hmm. of the Presbyterian Church in America. Is it in America? Yeah, in America. Yeah, that's right. The Presbyterian Church in America. Um, oh, yeah, it's that way for a specific reason. Uh, so we thought, uh, let's see, GA, General Assembly, is coming up in... Mm, that's what I was gonna, just about to ask you. The end of June. Having, okay. It's going to be, it's about a month away from now. Uh, it's the last week of June. Any, I mean, it hasn't been a lot of talk. I don't feel like oh, there's yeah. been... Oh, yeah, there's been a lot of talk. Okay. You don't I think there's been a lot of talk? No, I mean we've been. If you mean going back months from months ago, like when we were talking about it, but I feel like it, that discussions died down lately. Not for you, not on the committees that you're on. <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to have any potential of doxing with this. Okay. I don't want anybody to know what committees I'm on. But okay. I am, <laughs> yes, I can. It's so serious. I can confirm that I'm going to GA. Yeah. And I am on a committee of commissioners, so I'm, I'm excited about that. That's going to be fun. Uh, probably won't, and nothing will happen, but it'll be fun regardless. So, uh, GA is in St. Louis this year, so that's that's due to be a, a hot button uh, or a, a powder keg area there um, where it's, I have an inside source that has informed me that um, it is now about four people, four registra- registrants away from being the most attended general assembly of all time really it's at about 1600 right now 1650 i think 1654 in dallas was the largest ever Hmm. and that was like at the end of it it was so this is assuredly about that this is almost assuredly going to be the largest general assembly of all time Hmm. the most attended ga of all time and only here's the bad news about that only about 400 of those are ruling elders oh so, wow. Yeah. So still, I mean, it, it's consistent with the percentage that it's been, you know, 75, 25 around that road that it's been lately, but we were hoping to get that number way up. And it just, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to go to St. Louis. The whole fear of the, of what kind of COVID restrictions the city is going to have and ordinances around is going to stop some ruling elders. And also just, you know, the expense of going to St. Louis is a problem. And it's one of the, to me. This is one of the big issues that that General Assembly that the PCA has is that it's very, you know. But but the good thing is that it's kind of there's a sense of equity to it in the sense that everybody every church gets the the same allotted ruling elders positions. Yeah, but and then every one, teaching that, elder. But can I, go. I know, but then they well they get two teaching elders, right? No, every teaching elder can go. That's why there are so many. Oh. It's two ruling elders that I'm thinking of, yes. plus one additional for every 500 members. That's right. Look at you. You know your BCO. Like yeah. you had to study that. <laughs> so, yes, it is. Every teaching elder can go. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Every TE. So you got churches like, you know, churches for the city yeah. that have 18 different teaching elders that are like the 
the life group pastor and the the then they or have a young they family have 37 pastor. different campuses exactly and all of those TEs or even if they just have one campus they have yeah. oh this is our outreach pastor this is our new families pastor this is our uh you know pastor Gosh. to the artists of the city this is our <laughs> pastor you know they have all these pastors that are teaching elders they're ordained TEs and they all can go whereas you have your your country churches in the south or not even country churches. You just have your your churches in the mm-hmm. south that have two hundred members. The, the, they got they one. Can't TE. afford to go. Yeah, yeah, they got one te, and they're sending. Hopefully, they're sending two ruling elders, but they might not, not because be of how to. expensive it is. Yep. So, that's the problem. Yeah, there's plenty of small churches that are not represented at GA. And I don't know. I mean, you know, was this is not really the point of what we were going to talk about tonight, but you know. I don't see any way forward for the PCA other than a mm. delegated assembly, but they're not mm. going to approve that. No, because, they're not going to approve that. You know, they, why would I they? know? I think this is in a lot of ways this this is the this is the GA that determines you know whether or not there's any future with the PCA. I agree. There's already been a small, mm. pretty small breakaway group mm. um, of uh, called the Vanguard Presbytery. Mm. You know, that's mm. been started by. Um, I guess I guess Al Baker kind of started yeah. it, did he? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, even there's been people, you know, Talk churches leave the, leave the PCA, like yeah. like Andy Webb's church, go to the ARP and stuff like that already. And, CREC, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So he, they've already done that already, and that's before yeah. this, and I don't see this General Assembly doing anything to It'll satisfy, I, my prediction is that it'll kind of satisfy the moderates for a while longer. Because mm-hmm. nothing will actually get done either mm-hmm. way. That's kind of what I predict. It'll kind of be politics as usual. Yeah. Where at least for another year. No yeah, no big statements will be made. They'll they'll do some study committees. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. They'll do some study committees. One of the study committees I think that's put forward is study committee on white supremacy. So they'll do that yeah. and then they'll do you know, they'll do all these and that then they'll come back and they'll make some statements just like they did there on the sexuality study yeah. where they said a lot of things that were solid and then had a lot of things that left room for people to do pretty much what they've been doing, which is exactly what they did with the study committee on women in the church. So this is what they do. You know, this is, this is how this goes. It's a, I don't know though, if you have the, we're happy with these study Mm -hmm. committees and anybody who pays attention is not, but the two different presbyteries, uh, requesting that overtures are, are the overture requesting that the, uh, that essentially the GA take over the Missouri Presbytery case, like that kind of ensures that we're gonna at least get the right the answer that represents the PCA, doesn't it? Uh, we will get the answer. You talking about that they take that the standing yeah. judicial committee take the case? Yeah, that they take the case from the yeah on the on the Missouri Presbytery, mm-hmm. which is the which is Greg Johnson's Presbytery, and that's yeah. what this whole deal is about. The fact that you know stuff that he reversed himself as a gay Christian and all this yeah. kind of stuff. Um, I think that we will get, uh, that's, that's what they say, you know, that we'll get an answer that represents the PCA. It depends on how you look at it. I, I don't yeah. know. That, I think it represents the people who are in charge of the PCA. Okay. But I don't think it represents the PCA necessarily. Okay. I still think that, um, the overwhelming majority of members of the PCA would be what we would call conservative. Yeah. I do too. But I think, like in a lot of things, the overwhelming majority of people with influence and with power 
are what we would not call conservative. Yeah, so, so in a way, you're saying that you you don't think that the church itself at large is represented well by the people that attend GA. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Or the people that are on these um, Committee. permanent committees. Yeah. I mean, look at Co- I mean, Covenant Seminary is the best example. Mm-hmm. You know, Covenant Seminary does not represent even the churches in its own city. Yeah. Well. No. You know, but it does represent what it is like being in an institution like a seminary, like a mm-hmm. modern American seminary. But it doesn't mean it represents the PCA well. No. You know, but that's a permanent, I guess that that's a permanent committee. I don't know if that's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You should know that. What? What are the covenant permanent committees of the PCA? Okay, thank you. Look at you. What is, is Covenant College a permanent, neither of those are? Uh, I can't remember. I should know this too, though, because... I don't know. I have to ask people these questions, but I don't. I don't remember. Anyway, regardless, you get what I'm saying. The the, the permanent committees of the PCA yeah. are the ones that that are, um, and not just the permanent committees. Just like you said, general assembly and stuff. I don't think that is a good representation. Well, for instance, I mean, if there's 1,600 people there, what I've heard is that 400 of those are ruling elders. So 1,200 teaching elders to 400 ruling elders. That's insane. That in and of itself is a bad representation. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're talking about. Making making the business of the church done only by the pastors that's that's anti Presbyterian in and of mm-hmm. itself. Well, yeah, I think we need a delegated assembly, like you're saying. Yeah, that's the only not going to happen. Forward. Yeah, but I still think the majority. I, I I expect the majority of of voters to be relatively conservative in the PCA still about side B. Don't don't you think? Like they're all going to take a a relatively. I don't think. I think in the end, Greg Johnson screwed himself. You think so? By coming out as gay, a gay Christian. You think so? I think so. I, I guess don't know. I'm, I'm white pilled on that or whatever. Yeah, I'm I just, skeptical. But I don't. I don't see. I don't see it being okay to call yourself a gay Christian in the PCA. You don't think that'll fly? Mm-hmm. But I mean, there was that statement in that in that one episode that we said it's it said something along the lines of, uh, nevertheless, like for missional purposes, we can right. understand why right. someone might say it. That, that's what I'm concerned yeah. about is that you know there's all these in that um, like we talked about in that in the episode a while back. We need to figure out what episode that is and and boost it. I again. think it's called the Missouri. Yeah, I think you're episode. right. Yeah. But basically, we we talked about that, like, you know, they said, nevertheless, we are going to, we think that it's okay, or it could be okay in certain contexts to use that term when you're, you know, doing missions, or like you said, in a missional context or whatever. And so that's what I mean. I think there's going to be enough moderates that, that go with them. If you box it like that, I mean, if you package it like that, yeah, probably. Like, we're just going to, you know, develop, yeah, we had some similar movements like that at, in our own presbytery. Yeah, I think that's the way that it's going to get, I think that's the way it's going to get phrased, and that's the way it's going to get thought about by the moderates, the way it's going to get pitched to them, mm-hmm. is that we're not doing this because we, we want to be gay, we're doing this because it's, you know, referring to yourself that sure. way to them helps mm-hmm. you be relatable to them and gets you, you know, an opportunity to share the gospel. And so that's going to work on a lot of pe- on a lot of people. I'm telling you. Mm. 
and I mean that's before. I mean that's just one issue. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, the that's main. One. That's the main issue I've seen. I haven't. What What are some of the other issues? Going I, on? I think you know yeah. the the woke theology is going to oh, be yeah. the big thing. The woke CRT stuff is going to be. Is that, is there anything that's brought that up though, or is there or is there just yeah, going to be an, a lot of? There's stuff. an overture to. Um, I guess it'd be an overture to do a study committee on white supremacy. But no one, I mean, it, look, I it like makes who you, snickered? But if, <laughs> who was? Which one was that? That's me. Okay, you, <laughs> which is you, a great. I mean, it's great. I know, but that is, you, that's totally the response. Like that's the perfect example of what we were talking about in the last thing. Where <laughs> even when I bring it up, the word white supremacy, which used to actually carry weight, yeah, which used to actually matter. It's like, oh, the dude's a white supremacist. Yeah, he's like a skinhead. Now you bring that up and you say, yeah, they're going to do a study committee on white supremacy, and all you hear is, <laughs> like that's like. That that's a perfect example. Yeah. This is that's the white pill right there because that's how yeah. it should be viewed. Is we're going, okay. Yeah. You know, First fine. of all, we've already done this like two or three years <laughs> yes. ago. We already, we already did this. And then ten years before that, and then mm-hmm. we've done it many times. I mean, you know, you can't apologize you can't. more than what you already have. They already apologized too much, in my opinion. You know, mm-hmm. for things they shouldn't be apologizing for. Yeah. They didn't have anything to do with. Right. But you've done that, and and here's the big key is that really that the thing is is that. Yeah, I'm totally fine, of course, with denouncing white supremacy or white nationalism or whatever you want to call it. But the the term or what it actually means to be a white supremacist has changed. Yeah. Now what it means to be a white supremacist is not what, what it used to mean to be a white supremacist, like we were talking about, where yeah. it's like, oh, you were a skinhead and it's you not had American a, history. You had X. a Nazi tattoo. No. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's right. Oh man, that curb stone. And so oh, anyway, man. uh <laughs> That's all I can think yeah, of. So, scene. Uh, and somehow Edward Norton got jacked. You know, I've never seen that scene still to this day. I haven't either. I always close my yeah. eyes whenever it came on. So anyway, all right. So, crap, I'm going to lose my point now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what it means to be a white supremacist is no longer what it used to mean mm-hmm. to be a white supremacist. Now it means not accepting um, all of the things that lead to white supremacy, mm-hmm. like institutional racism and systemic racism, mm-hmm. right? So if you don't acknowledge and recognize those sorts of things, then you are a white supremacist. That's why it's dangerous to go down the road of a study committee on white supremacy. It's just because it doesn't mean what it used to mean, you know, yeah. and, and now it's at a level of being so ridiculous that there is, it really should only be scoffed at. I mean, it really should. Yeah. It should just be completely scoffed at. But sadly, it's one of those things that just makes you look bad for arguing against. Because you know, you know, of course you're against white supremacy. But it's Luckily, like, I've never worried about yeah. being made to look bad. Yeah. For arguing against things, <laughs> it's kind of my mo. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. what you mean, though. I'm just yeah, kidding. I mean yeah. you're totally right. I mean that's the big. I mean that's how that's how they win. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because they they. It's the same way that that the homosexual Mask, stuff the was able to thing, make. Yeah, same argument. Yeah, it's the way the homosexual stuff was able to make a lot of headway in the country. You know, for a long time they tried to make the arguments scientific. In a way that people, you know, people are born this way. This is how they're born. This is who they are. You can't mm-hmm. change them when they're gay. Well, that wasn't really making any ground. But whenever they flipped it and made it an emotional argument, that's whenever it won. They changed the argument mm-hmm. to just let people love who they want to love. Okay. Well, only jerks are against that, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, being so whenever you're trying to argue this is how people are born, that's different. When you say, well, they just want to, they just want to be happy. And they just want to love who they want to love. Can't you let them do that? Same thing with abortion. You know, whenever you're trying to argue when it is a fetus, you're really 
barking up the wrong tree yeah. if you're on the left they're trying to go oh it's not really a human i'm sorry yeah. i said fetus it's, yeah. it's always a fetus yeah. when it's really oh when is it really a baby when is it really a baby they're doing all the scientific stuff well when they really gained ground was whenever they started going down the route of making arguments along the line of a woman should get to decide this or they yeah. started making the arguments of well what about a woman who is raped so she she shouldn't you see so you change it to a more emotional argument as opposed to one that's you know attempted to be scientific, and that's how you win, and that's what that's what they do, mm-hmm. you know, in these things. How can you be against white? I mean, how could you be for white supremacy? Well, I obviously can't. But how are you defining that? If you're defining it, you know, in the ways that it's defined well, now, I'm sure in a five paragraph, you know, legal document, you know, agent GA anyway, something that. That says both sides of the arguments, wishy-washy. Yeah. You know what really is a shame? This is a little bit of a sidebar, but I was talking What's to that? a friend of mine over text about this. This might be more more uh, controversial on the infighting here, but you'll probably agree with me. Okay. You know what's really a shame is that we really miss. There are people who should be in the PCA right now that would really be helping us in this fight. That the PCA was too pedantic early on in the 70s, 80s, and 90s and got rid of people who would now be our huge allies yeah. in this fight. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's really... So whenever the PCA decided to go after theonomists, mm-hmm. you know, so-called federal visionists, whatever, and they started... I mean, right now, being asked about theonomy is asked right next to... What are you? What like, are your views essentially on like Trinity Preds in Birmingham? They just screwed screwed yeah. over Rich yeah. Lust, yeah, Peter Lightheart, Peter Lightheart, Doug Wilson, any of those yeah. guys, James yeah. Jordan, Gary North, any of those guys. You know, because, some of them not as directly as they did Peter Lightheart and and uh, yeah, they yeah. they either they they just ran them out. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, know, but I mean, Doug Wilson and them, they weren't trying to get in the PCA or anything, so they didn't care. Yeah. But Peter Lightheart and those guys, they literally lost their yeah. their affiliation because of that. Yeah. But anyway, so the the point is is that like mm. you the, these people like we've talked about many times, you know, these people like that are your allies. You should be seeing them as allies. You have differences. But these are not the same kind of differences. We are not in the kind of time in our world where we get to be divided over fun, you know, stupid, mm-hmm. you know, minutia arguments, which are fun mm-hmm. and they're great. And we should like do them and debate them and, and stuff and then have a drink and then go home. That's fun. But now it's not that time anymore. Right. We're at war mm-hmm. now. You know, whenever you're sitting around a table with a bunch of Alabama fans you can joke about whether you're a football-only gump or you're a basketball guy or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But whenever, you, whenever you're playing Auburn and you're in the stadium, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. We're just, we just hate Auburn right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got too much to worry about. Well, we hate our main rival more, Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee is sure. a better example. Sure, I'm yeah. with you there. So, but, you know, we've beaten them 14 times in a row now, so it's a little bit it's a little bit old at this point with Tennessee. I wish I would love to claim them. I mean, they're definitely more of a rival than Auburn. We just don't really have any rivals right now. That's fair. It's probably like, probably Clemson. That's probably true. Yeah. Clemson is probably our main rival. Anyway. So we don't have time for that anymore. Right. We don't have time at this moment. We can get back to that. We can get back to picking on each other and Mm -hmm. having some fun once we defeat our enemy, but we have a common enemy. We got to get rid of, 
And these folks who were sort of, you know, in the circles would be great allies yes. to us right now. And, you know, we kind of get what we deserve. We, we're going to kind of get what we deserve at the end of all this, which is going to be the end of the PCA. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. Like today, today I was reading an article about the different views of creation in the PCA, and it said one of the footnotes for the for the six day calendar day view. It said proponents such as it was like James B. Jordan, and then um, uh, what's the I'm sorry, Joseph A. Piper. You know, right next to each other, you yeah. know, and you, but then I, and then the irony in your mind is like these guys could never be in the same room, and that's that's so crazy, so sad because they agree, yeah, so much more than they disagree. Mm-hmm. I mean, Against, so yeah. much more, yeah, and they certainly agree with each other more than they agree with Greg Johnson about almost anything, <laughs> yes, or Scott Sauls or any mm-hmm. of these guys, yeah, but that's what happens, and that's what we have to avoid. That's the big thing going forward in our world and, and all and all Division. spheres, the church and whatever in our lives. You know, as we build this thing back, we have to avoid as we build back better. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> uh yeah. So whenever we you know, when we're coming back, when we're trying to do things differently, when we're trying to 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 fight back, we have to avoid this mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, whether it's in the church you know, whenever whatever comes to the PCA, I don't know. I you know, I have no idea what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't see, I don't see you know, like myself being in the PCA the rest of my life. No, I don't see that happening. I don't know. I think the PCA will probably exist for quite a while. I guess it'll kind of as something. Yeah, it'll kind of lurch on. I mean, it, it'll it'll be interesting because it's already a very small denomination. Mm-hmm. And if if say you know forty percent of the churches were to leave, and it probably be, it would probably be more churches. It may not be that. It probably be yeah. more like forty percent of the money leave, but it probably be more like seventy five percent of the churches. Mm-hmm. Then I don't know what it would do. It might not be able to sustain. Yeah, you know at that at that at that size. And where are they going to go? They're going to start a new denomination. They're going to join because there will be so many that join the OPC or the mm-hmm. ARP. Mm-hmm. Or the maybe even some that will join the CREC or something mm-hmm. like that, uh, and then there will probably be many that want to start a new denomination. denomination. Yeah, no idea what's going to happen, but I it's don't see the PCA going. And this is the thing about you know this is the sort of the sad, I guess reality. I, I guess I view it kind of as unavoidable. It seems to be the sad, unavoidable reality of of reformed theology is that it just it just is small. It's just never going to be united. Just well, you know, the PCA was supposed to be the Big Ten, but apparently it wasn't big well, enough. Well, it's just uh, to me, and I'm not even sure. It's, yeah. it's. I'm not even sure. It's. How, I don't know if you can be. Yeah. Can you be Big Ten? Should you even be Big Ten? No. You know, and honestly, when you think about it, like, what's the big deal if we don't have some huge national denomination? It doesn't yeah. matter. I, like our Presbytery could function as a denomination just fine. Mm-hmm. What do we need? The whole. What do we need? Input from. St. Louis for. Well, I, I, right. No, I agree. I agree about that for sure. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. I don't even know that I agree with what I'm saying. I'm just thinking out loud. I don't know. But it's just, it. it's, I, I don't know what to think about what's going to come, you know, for the future of, of something like the PCA. There's something about um, all of this that, that for some reason actually makes me hopeful. Um, it's the same thing like when we just went to 
me and my wife just went on a vacation a month ago to where we honeymooned in St. Simon's Island. And the very first Methodist church, I think in America was over there, Christ church or something. And it's just like extremely liberal now. Um, and there's a history of that. Like throughout the Americas, there's all these historic churches that have gone more and more left. The older they, and longer they've been here denominations too. And there's something reassuring. I don't know why it is, but there's something reassuring about the fact. Um, maybe it's because when I see them, it makes me realize that my faith should not be in the denomination or the individual church. And it should be on what those churches are supposed to be pointing me towards. Mm -hmm. But there's also something reassuring because it makes me realize like my faith is never supposed to be on the things of this world. And, you know, it's really not unique to the more conservative denominations like the PCA or the SBC for these things to be falling apart. I mean, you know, the United Methodist Church is falling apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Even like the PCUSA is falling yeah. apart. Yeah. It's shrinking all the time. I mean, mainline Christianity is falling apart, you know, because now it's more of like the masses are in places like, you know, uh, Church of the Highlands type churches mm -hmm. and, you know, non-denominational yeah. independent sort of things and that's it's like the independent thing's probably not good for the long run no but you know it just it, I, I guess I'm just saying I'm not saying any of that's necessarily good for the long run I'm just saying it's not unique to the PCA right. like oh the PCA is turning liberal so that's why it's right it's they're shrinking. all they're no, all shrinking yeah yeah they are and they're all dealing with this in a sense you know the SPC is dealing with the same problems the PCA mm -hmm. are almost like identically they're dealing with the PCA and the and the SBC are both dealing with, you know, critical race theory yeah. and side B and, and, women, and women in the church. But the Baptists are dealing more with CRT and women, mm -hmm. while the PCA are dealing more with homosexuality. Yeah, you know, but they're they're dealing with all of them, mm -hmm. and you know, there are allies there too. You know, guys like Tom Askell, they're cross denominational yeah. allies. Mm -hmm. Guys like Vaughty Bauckham and mm -hmm. and Tom Askell are allies to us in every way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, should be viewed that way. <laughs> you know, we should totally accept any help we can get from yeah. them and, and vice versa. Absolutely. I'm going to start referring to football only gumps as side A gumps <laughs> and basketball <laughs> side B gumps. No, because I don't want to be side B. Huh. But be for basketball. Yeah, I know. I mean, I get that. I just don't. I just, I'm going to have a hard time okay. identifying. And I'm a basketball only gump. Huh. I'm, I'm bog. Mm. You're one of the few. I know, but I'm proud. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to watch any football games this next year. I said that, and I couldn't help it. Yeah, I'll probably watch a couple. I'm just kidding. I didn't watch many though, even this year. Yeah, it's boring now. Okay, let's. Anyway, let's <laughs> I mean, we were wrapping up on that topic. I mean, it's just I don't know what else other the, the critical race theory. I want to. I haven't seen any overtures about that yet, but I'm sure they exist. Uh, I need uh, to. I do need to get more into this stuff. Consider I'm going to GA. Yeah. Um, I have not gotten into the individual overtures and stuff mm -hmm. that matter. I did read them, yeah. like the important ones, mm -hmm. maybe like two weeks ago, and I've kind of forgotten. Yeah. And those two were. Get into it again. Those two were interesting just because it takes two in the BCO. It says it takes two, two different um, presbyteries to send a recommendation for the GA to take over the case. So it looks like for sure the GA is going to take over the case for Greg Johnson. You think so? No, they, no, it's for sure. So they have to? They have to. Since two of them did? That's that's from my understanding. BCO 341 provides that if two Presbyterians request the GA to assume original jurisdiction on a matter, it shall do so. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Like I think that's the, what's sad about leaving the PCA. This this even came up at uh, some officers from my church got together and we're kind of talking about some of these issues. Nobody was saying that really that they were happy to be in the PCA. It was pretty much everybody was just saying where else we're we gonna go. <laughs> it's like there was no really the only reason we're staying is just because there's nowhere else to it's go. It's like okay, well I don't really OPC's got its own you know little issues. The ARP's got its own issues. Uh, so like, where do you go? Yeah, where do you go other than starting one? Mm-hmm. You know, and and so I don't think we need another denomination. In my opinion, but no, and I mean even the I don't know, man, the whole denom- idea of a denomination. You know, what do we? <laughs> I mean, how big does it does a quote unquote denomination need to be? Oh right, right. You know, like I'm saying, I mean, what if it's just? It could be small presbyteries at first. Yeah. What if it's? Be. What if it's? I don't know. Thirty churches. Yeah. In your denom in your denomination, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. Why do you have to be? Why does everybody have to be? You know, million members to feel good about mm-hmm. themselves as a denomination. I kind of like the CREC's model of... Which is? Uh, it's just very broad theologically, so you can actually have Baptistic congregations and Presbyterian congregations united under the same uh, denomination. I think something like that could end up being the way forward for yeah. quite a while. Like I said, while mm-hmm. we're in the period where we don't really have the luxury of quibbling over small things and not that mm. nothing. And I'm not trying to say any of it's yeah. not important because there's a difference between it being important and, and small. Something could be small and still be important, but it doesn't mean that it's a divisive issue. Mm-hmm. You know, like baptism is a good example. I mean, there that's not to me, that's not divisive. No. I mean, it's okay to split denominations, mm. but we need to, and not necessarily but be you, in the same church. But forever people say you had to split, like you can't be united. I just don't see why we can't be I know, allies. I agree with people that are that I that agree. are that are. I don't know, and maybe somebody can tell me how I'm wrong, but I I don't see how, you know, how am I not an ally with somebody like Tom Askell right now? I mean, I mean, look at the way John MacArthur, you know, acted during the whole COVID stuff. How how is he not an ally? Yeah, the yeah. dude is doing work for us that we didn't either didn't have the clout or the courage to do. Yep. With going back to church and worshiping exactly like they were worshiping before. And yep. he can pull it off. How is he not an ally? Yeah. I mean, sure, there's a bunch of things that I disagree with him on. But he's a brother in Christ, and he's putting his neck on the line. He's an ally. That we, Like I said, we just we do not have the luxury like we used to to fight over the things that we used not to fight about. War. Yeah, that's exactly right. This is, uh, this is war. This is war. Personally, if you ask me, it's time for people to wake up. Wake up. We need to find a way to get said before. this episode played at General Assembly. Yeah, I'm sure they're <laughs> clamoring for it. Could we, we should set up a booth. We should. <laughs> this yeah. would make every single person mad. Yeah. I think we true. touched every corner. Yeah. As we're saying that we want to be allies with everybody, everybody else is saying yeah. we don't want to be allies with you. We don't need you. We do not want you. <laughs> that's the that's the thing. It's like we're like, hey, we can be friends with everybody, and everybody does not want to be friends with us. That is for sure. So, okay, you guys got anything else? I don't Did believe you get your so. Fill? Well, we've got enough material. We didn't even do a song. We saved it. The, the people should be mad at us for that, though. We needed. We should have done a song. We did kind of 
trick them. We said we were going to do it in one in yeah. the intro. And, and I mean, it kind of gets us off of our, that we're not back anymore. You don't think mm. so? No, we didn't do our, we didn't, we didn't do two mm. full episodes two weeks in a row. Well, time wise we did. Yeah, but, but not I, format I wise. I know. Of course, you know, who says we have to stick to that format? We created it. We can change it anytime yeah. we want to. We used to have a, you're battling with your inner autism. <laughs> 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 Who says we have to, you know, stick to the form, you know? Yeah, you know, I'm, I can change anytime I want to. That's I don't care. I don't have yeah. to be perfect. Under that definition, we haven't it's we fine. haven't been back since. Uh, <laughs> you have to bleep that. <laughs> we have we won't we'll never be back unless we do a this weekend outrage history. If we're going by. Format. Oh man, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, we just were at, ended up being outraged about all the same stuff. Yeah. It's just now, everything's outrageous. I was about to say now every episode is just a full hour of it. I just felt like I just felt like Jerry Seinfeld the whole time. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it was always kind of the same thing. Yeah. You know. Always but, led back to the same. Yeah. But anyway, world is changing all the time. It's crazy. Who knows what it'll be like? I will say this: this has been a fun time to have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like we talked about, nobody's really listening, and that's perfectly fine. But we will, I think, anyway. You know, five, ten years from now, hopefully we're still doing this and we're making millions. But other than that, we'll, you know, have a recorded, basically a a recorded journal yeah, of what we were thinking yeah. live mm-hmm. whenever big events in the world were going on. Right. Wouldn't you wouldn't you love to have that? Like oh, absolutely. we're about to name our, our next child after one of my family members that's, you know, like a couple generations away. And I'm trying to find out stuff about about that person as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And I would like I would love to have something like this yeah. from from them in like the 1930s. Yeah, talking mm-hmm. about what's going on, just sitting around with his buddies talking about. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It'd be great. Our kids will love this one day. Yeah, maybe unless they hate us. Yeah, which we did a bad job being parents. I feel like they like us. Yeah, I think it's gonna be fine. But yeah, I think they'll love this. Um, what do you think is the next gray zone supply line? That's going to get affected. Panama Canal? I have no idea. I don't even know how to guess. Well, I'm guessing Panama. Because I wouldn't have said the Mississippi River. Yeah. Which I don't think that was a gray zone thing, but. I don't know. You Maybe. Know. Maybe. I don't know. I just saw it like yeah. five minutes before we yeah. started recording. So I mean, I, I don't think so either. I have not done any reading I'm just on saying. This. That's a lot of coincidences. It is. I agree. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm going Panama. <laughs> Panama. Is that the, I mean, how many That's other, the only other canal I know. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you can you name even one more canal other than the two we've already named? The Erie Canal. Yeah, mm. but I don't think it's actually a thing like the Panama or on the Erie Canal. Canal. I don't think that's a real one, is it? It is, but I don't think it actually does anything. Oh, okay. I don't think it serves like a trade purpose. Gotcha. I don't know. Maybe it does. I I couldn't tell you. Yeah, because Panama would have been the only canal I could have <laughs> named to begin with until the whole thing within the was the yeah. ship stuck in the Suez Canal. Yeah, I mean. I, I, I think in the back of my mind, I knew the Suez Canal Yeah, like existed. when they said it, I was like, oh, yeah, have, but yeah. I don't think I would have come up with yeah, that. Yeah, if you said name two canals, no, Suez would have been three, would have been the third one. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. Erie Canal. You know, the other thing in this Seattle documentary that made me, this is one more random note we'll go, is they, they really need to get the supersonics back. Yeah. That was a travesty by David Stern. Yeah, one thing I loved about... Um, Seattle, the the pirates do it too. Is that you know all the pirate pirates Pittsburgh? Every team is yellow and gold, 
And the Mariners were at least some form of like blue and green. Love that. So I wouldn't call the Supersonics blue and green. Though. But they were they were green and like, yellow. Yeah, but I mean, like every the Seahawks and now the Seattle oh, yeah. Kraken and the Mariners are blue or green. That's in, in every one of their color schemes. What are the Kraken? What is that? Uh, it's the NHL. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. New team. Cool. Yeah. The Sounders are also kind of. They look more like the. They look more like the Seahawks. Probably they're they're like green and blue. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like lime green and blue. Okay. So yeah, they they look kind of like the Seahawks look, okay. like that neon and 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 blue. That's that's a thing more professional sports cities should do. Yeah. I don't know. Makes it more feel more cohesive. Yeah, I agree. All right. I had to put the mic down there for a second. Sports for the talk. sports ball yeah, talk. Yeah. You don't want to embarrass yourself like you did not coming up with Tom Brady <laughs> exactly. earlier. All right, you guys got anything else? That's it. That's All it. right. Well, we'll be back next week. I don't see any reason why not. Do no, you? I'm I'm enjoying this new <laughs> format. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Don't tell the people. Bleep that out. Nobody will know what day we're recording. I don't want anybody to know that. All right, you guys got anything else? Yeah, let's go. Let's get out of here before let's I do anything else I, I regret. <laughs> see, see you all next week. Thanks for coming on the show.